Hey guys, welcome to another installment of Let's Get Fiscal. This week our topic is golf courses and how they are taxed. I'm Benjamin Stocks, uh, together with... Katie Atchison. Claire Promer. And Natalie Waller. So do y'all have any personal experience with golf, taxes, or both? Um, I pay my taxes every year, but I've personally never been golfing. I've been to a driving range before, but that's about the extent of my experience. <laughs> top golf, anybody? I've swum pretty hard on a top golf course before. True, true. I took golf one with Ricky Smallridge at the Auburn University Club. Uh. And. I went about half the time and did not get any better at golf. So that's about the experience I've had. And the tax experience I've had I was also pretty rough during the internship. So I'm <laughs> on it all the way. Anyway. But I'm so happy to be here. Let's talk about specifically tax on golf courses. I think we're talking more on uh, the property tax end. Um, but we're we're talking about how each state can tax um golf courses differently um i know of a few but um there's some that get taxed for their best value there's some that get taxed for the actual use of the golf course and then there's even some that can consider it a public green space have any of y'all heard of any of those before yeah i know of a real estate tax attorney in florida um, he said, at least there, the golf courses are exempt from taxes because it's considered a public service, like a green area. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I also read a little bit that there it's different if the golf course is public or private, just based off of how they get taxed. So if it's a private course, then they do. But if it's a public course, then they don't. Obviously, it varies depending on the state. Yeah, yeah I, we should do a little malpractice warning and say that we're not lawyers and there are too many states and too many laws to go into each one in this podcast and it varies state by state. But I think we looked at a couple of different states. Uh, obviously, we looked at Alabama briefly. The law is a little murky with them, but we'll touch on that. But mostly Florida. Why would we look at Florida for golf tax? Well, for Florida, I know that they have the most courses out of all the states in the United States. So I feel like that's a really good place uh, or a good state to think about and talk about. Then I know a lot of retired some... old people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what do you have on it, Ben? Well, so what I found on Alabama is very little. It, it seems like from what we found on Bloomberg Tax, they're in the process of holding hearings about golf course tax. But one interesting thing is that uh, public courses are subject to this certain tax called this amu amusement tax levy. Um, unless they are owned and operated by the state of Alabama, can y'all think of any large golf courses that might be owned and operated? by an arm of the state of Alabama government. 
the one that comes to mind is actually not too far from us. Robert Trent Jones is right. There's pretty large. There's big, huge chain of uh, of golf courses that people come from all over the country to play at. They actually have 26 golf courses across Alabama, and they are not subject to this uh, amusement tax, uh, which might seem like a big loss to the state to have so much land, uh, so much revenue that would otherwise be property tax or the amusement tax or what have you. But one, one thing to note is we said they're owned and operated by the state of Alabama. The specific way that they are is through the retirement systems of Alabama, which any professors listening to this will be happy about because uh, that golf trail generates a big profit that um, is given to or is part of the retirement systems of Alabama's revenue, which goes into any state's, uh, any state employee, I think it's any state employee's um, pension, which includes professors, school teachers, K through 12. So there's a little bit of nuance here, right? There's a lot of tax breaks for golf courses, but it's not all bad. Um, it, it could actually be a benefit public policy-wise to treat golf courses favorably in the tax law. Yeah. I like what you mentioned about um, the cost of like what it could be. And so we were saying that that would be the opportunity cost of thinking, okay, we have this huge 45-acre piece of land that is not paying any taxes at all. What could that be? Um, and I mean, I know that there's certain people online. There's a man from Madison, Wisconsin, and he said, there's four golf courses in that one town, none of which are paying property taxes. And if you looked at what that land, if it was developed, what it could be, they would be missing out on millions of property tax dollars a year of like all the businesses that could be sitting there. So it is a big deal when considering, okay, um, is it worth it in this town to have them be tax-free like will will that golf course make it otherwise because luckily for robert trent jones it's a huge money maker because it's a public course but for private courses we actually see that it's a little bit thinner margins and i know that i know that natalie lives on the 18th hole of, <laughs> of a golf course in georgia and i know she has a little bit of insight on what goes on with that with that golf course yeah, definitely, Claire. Um, we live on a private course and um, we're members of the club. And with that, you have to pay your membership dues, your membership fees. And then on top of that, you have a minimum that you have to spend every quarter. So in order to get people shopping at the pro shop, uh, going out to eat at the restaurant, at the club, um, playing golf, playing tennis, playing pickleball, all those things, they set a minimum. Um, and I think that they do this just because the, like Claire said, the margin is, is smaller with the private golf courses, just because the cost of main, maintaining the course is so expensive. Um, and if you think about it, it's so much land and you usually play with like 
four people probably at most. And if there's only 18 holes and four people playing on each hole at a time, you're not going to be making too much money unless you charge these people like outrageous costs. So, yeah. And they were talking about um, there's certain there's certain cities that make golf clubs, even private ones, pay taxes off of the quote unquote best value of that course, which may be a lot more taxes that they can manage as a golf course, especially like you're saying with the little use it might get. And, you know, the money generated might not be enough to cover the cost. So we are seeing that it might be a best case scenario um, for certain golf courses. I think another thing to note uh, in favor of golf courses is we know that golf courses are very capital intensive. They're also very resource intensive. So they're buying a lot of water. They're paying a lot of people uh, wages and salaries. Uh, They're generating a lot of revenue for the state in terms of tourism. And so those those are some reasons why it might actually be beneficial to a state to give them a break on property taxes or other types of taxes. Katie, what is another reason why a state might give them a break on property tax? Yeah, also, I mean, I think it's important to note that there are plenty of golf courses that have houses like how Natalie lives on a course and those homeowners are still paying their property taxes still benefiting the state. So I think it just kind of balances out, even though though the golf course might not be paying taxes, the um, taxes on the homes out there really make up for it and still benefit the city or the state. Um, It's also, that also reminds me of a, um, a specific incident in California that went to court where this man had um, a property that was zoned um, in that, agricultural zoning and um, he ended up building a golf course on his land so they had to go to court and ended up eventually increasing his property taxes um, because he had that golf course on the city that was not really benefiting anyone as an agricultural zone so it's also don't forget that your property taxes can be raised and that's taken into account yeah, so every state is going to look at this in terms of cost-benefit. They're going to say, well, we'll give them a break on property taxes, not only out of the goodness of their heart but or lobbying efforts, but also because they might get money that they might not otherwise get just because the golf course is there. Yeah, I saw one specifically for Pennsylvania That's that's a more situational example. Um, they knew that each golf course is different. And so they actually created a clean and green act that any golf facility can apply for. Um, and it's where they're just saying that they're preserving that space um, for the reduction of taxes. So it has to be known as a reduction. Um, and if the property owner of that, of that, of that golf place uh, decides to do any developments to that property, they actually get penalties because they're taking this tax reduction. And so they have to um, do whatever in favor of the, uh, of the government there. Um, 
And so they actually get assessed retroactively if they don't follow the rules. So I thought that was that was pretty cool and maybe something that other places should adopt. So that golf courses can have the option to get a reduction in taxes, but they have to apply to certain rules that the government establishes for that community. Yeah, that's a really great policy point, Claire. I think as we wrap up, we've we've talked a little bit about the interesting landscape of golf uh, taxes in America. We know there's 50 different states and you know, 50 different ways that golf courses might be taxed beneficially. Um, but big picture, I think we've really discovered there's a cost and a benefit that states are going to look at, uh, as with any other businesses that might get tax breaks. They're going to look at tourism, at increasing other homes' values, which is going to increase their revenue. So it's a really nuanced issue. I think to wrap up, we had just a couple fun facts um, that I'll start out with mine is that there is a tax rule, uh, Section 280A in the Internal Revenue Code that exempts, um, exempts that allows people to exempt any rental income if they only rent out their home for less than 15 days, I think it's the rule. Why might that be? How could that rule have been put into the tax code, Natalie? I know specifically um, that applies a lot to um, people who live in Augusta when they hold the Augusta Nationals. So these so many people are coming to Augusta during um, this huge tournament and the homeowners are essentially leaving their homes, um, putting them like for rent for, I think the tournament is probably a week, maybe longer. Um, and since they're just under that threshold of the 14 or 15 days, they're not taxed on all of the um, rental income that they're making even though like they're renting their houses from anywhere between $9,000 to, I saw an example, it was like $25,000 for the week. And that just is insane to me because they're making so much money off of just a week and of renting their home out, but they're not being taxed on it. Yeah. So that rule is actually nicknamed the Augusta rule after uh, what made it come into existence, which is, the Masters Tournament in Augusta. I think we have one final fun fact to close this out. Yeah, so with all this talk about uh, golf courses and golf course chains, you might be wondering, what about mini golf courses? Um, actually, mini golf courses are exempt from tax under Section 501c3, um, stating that their purpose is to provide for the welfare of young people. So it constitutes an unrelated trade or business. So next time you're at a golf course, just remember, or a mini golf course, just remember they're, they're not paying property tax. <laughs> wow. These are definitely fun facts. Well, I'm glad we could all come together and talk about such a great topic. Uh, I'm glad we got fiscal together and I hope that we can come back next week and we'll be talking about the taxing of your pet ponies. Thanks so much, guys. Remember See you to later. hit that like button and subscribe. <laughs> Bye, y'all.